A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church for three great services. 7 a.m., 9 a.m., and 11 a.m. At The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. Praise the Lord this beautiful morning. Wherever you are, good to see you again. How are you doing? How is family? How are the kids? How's the lockdown going? God will preserve us from evil all the days of our lives. Wherever you are, can we lift our hands? I would love you to stand up where you are and lift your hands and give God the praise and give God the glory and appreciate him for this brand new week. This is the week that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It's still a new month, okay? So go ahead and let's praise him. Go ahead and let's magnify him. Let's glorify him. There is no one like our God. Let's honor him. Let's adore him. Let's glorify him. Lord, thank you for this week. We praise you. Holy Spirit, you are our helper. You've been our helper. We bless you, Lord Almighty. Thank you for all that has happened globally and how you are helping Nigeria some way, somehow. Thank you for life. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for preservation. All the glory goes to you, Father, for let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Lord, we are grateful for this way. Can you do that again and again and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Your mercy has brought us this far. Lord, we thank you for your glory upon our lives. We praise you in the name of of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Can we also go ahead and speak into this new week? Uh, if you're joining this stream or broadcast, can you go ahead and speak into this new week? Uh, your declarations matter this season. So this is the week that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So go ahead and pray to God concerning this new week. Go ahead and say, Lord, my eyes are on you. Psalms 34 verse 5. They looked unto him and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. Those who looked to him never end up in shame. So go ahead and, and say, Lord, I, 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 I thank you for the week, and I depend on you this week. Except you build a house, they labor in vain that build it. So go ahead and, and, and make declaration concerning today, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Make declarations. De declare what you believe in God's word. Declare it. I shall not die but live, or I shall live and not die. Okay, my steps are ordered. This is the week that the Lord has made. I will definitely rejoice and be glad in it. It's making a way for me. Where they say there is no way, the glory of the Lord is making an unusual way and pathway for me in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the week. Can we also go ahead 
and pray for others, okay? Especially if you are from the Global Impact family. Of course, people join us from all other places, all other ministries. But whatever assembly you belong to, especially if you are part of Global Impact, can we extend the prayer of faith to anyone in our midst that is weak, that is sick, that God will restore their health, that God will restore their strength, some are spiritually weak this season, that God will restore them spiritually. Can you go ahead and pray for the weak in the name of Jesus Christ? Lift your voices. If anybody's name comes to your mind, pray for them specifically. If any family comes to your mind, pray for them intentionally. If any group within the church comes to your mind, is it the pastors, is it the ministers, is it the single mothers or single men, whatever group comes to your mind, please go ahead right now where you are and pray for them. Take up the, the next few moments and pray. If you can pray in the Holy Spirit, that is even better. Pray in the Holy Ghost because there are so many things that our mind does not, cannot comprehend, but the Holy Spirit knows. So go ahead and pray. We pray for the weak amongst us in this season. The spiritually weak, the emotionally weak. Some are also sick at this time, Lord. We stand in the gap for them that they will recover. By your mercy, they will recover. Anyone amongst us already that has that contracted the coronavirus, Lord, we declare that the sickness is not unto death. They recover in the name of Jesus Christ. Any of the weak amongst us, Lord, we pray for strength this season. The, the, the revival that is blossoming in the lives of others, we also catch up with them. People are getting back on their feet in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone that the enemy has hijacked or ambushed to destroy or to depress or to distract. Today we wage war in the heavenlies. We declare that some people are set free. Some people are released from the chains in the name of Jesus Christ. Some people are set free. Some people are released from the chains in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the spirit of joy invade the entire global impact family. Let the spirit of joy, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of wisdom, let, 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 it, let it blow through the entire assembly this season like a hurricane in the name of Jesus. People are not grounded. No, they are back on their feet in the name of Jesus Christ. Presence of the Holy Spirit 
name of Jesus. Satan is defeated completely in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you praise. There is no one like you. We declare that this is the week that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I hope you're excited where you are. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How are you again? Good morning to everyone. Can you put your hands together where you are? Okay. Just assume or believe that you are in God's presence because we are in God's presence anyway. Uh, just that we're not gathered together in the same location, which we're eager to get back to as soon as possible. I want to encourage that um, we, we, we don't forget that this is a passing phase. It's not the end of life. It's a passing phase. Uh, what comes to mind for me is the time when um, they were passing through the wilderness, as explained in the book of Numbers. That wilderness was like, ah, it will never end. It's like the end of the road and it was so scary that some people stopped believing God. Your greatest enemy this season is doubt. You fight doubt with all the energy you have on your inside. You've got to believe God. When they saw the giants in the land, they forgot the promises of God. When they saw the giants, when they saw the challenges, they forgot all that God said and they, they magnified the challenges you know, bigger than God. So many of them now said, we are not able to enter the land. We are not able to enter the promised land. And then God said, those who say they cannot enter, they will not enter. And those who say they will enter, those are the ones that will enter. I think we are in the kind of season like that. They, 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 when you look at the indices, the figures, you know, here and there, all over the world, the economic thing. You, if you are not careful, you forget all the promises of God in January. You forget the 21 days of prayer and fasting. You forget all the things that God has trained you and taught you about. No, don't do that. We are well able. Those who said they were well able to overcome and take over, like Joshua and Caleb, they were the ones that were able to enjoy the post-wilderness experience. And those who said, we are not able, we will not be able to make it. It's not going to work out. This is too big. This is too serious. They could not enjoy post-wilderness uh, um, experience positive. So now we're going to have post-COVID-19 experience, whatever time. But what are you saying now? Mind your language. Let the words of Christ, let the promises of God on your inside. If you have to go and review your note in January or review the crossover service that we had, just to remember, don't magnify any present challenge Above the eternal word of God, it is very insulting on God. Don't magnify any present situation, a passing situation, higher than what God Almighty has said. When they said they were not able to make it to the promised land, it hurt God. Meaning the giants they were seeing, they felt it was bigger than what God has promised. And God won't do anything when you don't believe him anymore anyway. So I want to encourage us, our children... Adults, no matter what you see on TV, no matter what you hear in the news, of course, there are so many fake news out here and there, many theories, some conspiracy theories, some conspired theories, some theory, theory, whatever theory, stay with what God has said. Heaven and earth may pass away, things are passing, but God's word, they can be, God's word remain the same. Please, if you have to review your notes before, 
the lockdown, all the things we shared in January, amazing things in January, in February, in December. I remember, for instance, God gave us a word that I will make of you a great nation. That word has not changed. That word has not changed. Now, you, we never knew how God would do the greatness, but he will always take advantage of any situation. So we are in a crisis globally. Crisis is when giants are actually born. Crisis is when great people are actually born. When Goliath was facing Israel, remember, that was a crisis. The entire nation was in crisis, but that was when David's stardom came about. When there was a challenge in the book of Esther, that was when Mordecai's star rose. So in the midst of crisis, that is when greatness actually emerged. Emerged or emerged. So I believe that God's word is the, is the same. How God will fulfill his word, I may not know, but I believe that that word will be fulfilled. So wherever you are, can you echo again to yourself, I am destined for greatness. This is my decade of greatness. I am coming out of this season prosperous. I'm coming out of this season far better than I started. I'm better in every way. Just as we say on our Facebook Live event, every day in every way, I am getting better and better. Can somebody say that with me where you are? Every day in every way, I am getting better and better. Every day in every way, I am getting better and better. Say it again. Every day in every way, I am getting better and better. So when you speak the word of faith, when you speak the promise, then God is empowered towards your direction. For those who say they could make it, they are the ones that were empowered to make to make it. And of course, I want to encourage us about our prayer life. Our prayer life. Uh, your prayer altar is that place where you now incubate those things that God has said, okay? We take the promises of God to Him in prayers. You stay within in prayers. So don't let the lockdown period destroy your prayer life, okay? Spend time in prayer. Maybe you should instill a system. Is it in the morning you want to do it or in the evening? But every day, incubate those things God has said. And we need to pray a lot this season. Individual, look, as much as we are a group of people, each person must be able to say and, 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 and believe God, okay? You know, life is a function of uh, personal adventure. Life is a function, destiny is a function of personal, non-transferable adventure, okay? You, you can't be walking on somebody else's faith in that sense. Everybody needs encouragement this season. Everybody needs, you know, so you must encourage yourself. You must build your faith in the name of Jesus. Your prayer altar is very key. Don't, 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 don't be carried away by news or by, by just sitting around. No, find time to pray. I want you to pray about, pray for other people. Remember the story of Job. When Job prayed for his friends, God restored him. Praying for others is a great seed. Maybe you hear that a member of the church that is a medical uh, officer got contract and contract the virus. Pray for them. Pray for families. Pray for marriages. Okay, pray for others. It's a seed that you will reap from. And then you also incubate, incubate the promises of God. Many of the things that God has said to us, incubate it in prayer, in praying in, the, in tongues. And don't forget, as a church, we are fasting every Wednesday. You can add to it. You can do two times in a week. You can do three times. But Wednesday, when we fast, 
and you pray and you fast. So the things that people incubate this season, they are the things that they will see after this season. Those who did not incubate anything, they're just waiting for uh, the coronavirus to just finish and then they'll go back to normal. You know, they will not see anything. But some other people are incubating. You know what I'm incubating? Okay, uh, if, you, if you know chicken, uh, hen, and cock, when the chicken, local chicken especially, when they lay eggs, they, they stay on the egg for, I think, three weeks, 21 days. That's incubation period. Most of the time, when you see other hens playing all around, that particular hen with eggs will always be in the secret. You won't see that hen playing all around, incubating the eggs, staying on the eggs. Then after 21 days, you just see that particular chicken come out, you know, kind of pridefully, moving slowly, and then you will see uh, the chicks with the eggs, with, 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 the, with the hen. You see the chicks. Well, you now so, so this was what that hen had been doing since. So those who are incubating things this season, they are the ones that will come out with their breakthroughs, come out with their results, come out with new ideas, come out with dominion in the name of Jesus Christ. So please, in the place of prayer, incubate the future. Let God speak to you. And all the things that God has spoken to you, it's time to brood upon it in prayers, telling God that this must come to pass. Coronavirus cannot stop it. In fact, coronavirus will make it happen. Coronavirus will fertilize it and make it happen. Those are two areas I need us to take seriously. So at the end of the day, we realize that all things are working together for our good. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, thank God for this month. It's a family month. My mandate is to raise giants. My mandate is to raise great people, to build a great army that will showcase the glory and the greatness of God in their generation. That's why we often talk a lot about Abraham. We talk about Peter, Paul. We talk about um, Esther, Ruth, and people like that because that is our mandate, that you are not ordinary. You are not small. You are destined for greatness. And, and you know, as we get into this month, we, we, we're looking at raising great families, families that are not easily broken, families that are giants in the land, raising giant offsprings. And if you are part of this global ministry, global family, that's where God brought you here for this purpose. It's a training ground. It's a breeding ground. And we, we must surrender ourselves to be built. This month, we, we're going to be looking at how to build great families, not easily broken. I, I, I saw something in Genesis 18, verse 17. And I want everyone to listen. If you want to watch this service again, you can get back on the website after, after today and watch it again and again. There are so much lessons that I'll be sharing along this line this month of May that I want you to absorb it. The reason why most generations are not okay is because families have not been okay. And I've been able to diagnose certain things that God expects that when people don't put those things in place, it affects the manifestation of their greatness. I see your family rising up as giants in the land. I see your family, I see our families becoming models on the earth. Genesis 18, verse 17. Genesis 18, verse 17. You see God speak to a man called Abraham. 
our father of faith, so to say. He says, Genesis 18, verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Do you understand that? And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely, God is saying, Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed in Abraham. Now look at verse 19. This is a key to why God chose Abraham. This is a key to why God selected Abraham. This is a major part of the equation of Abraham's greatness. Verse 19 says, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken unto him. Wow! I never knew that God was so interested in family life. I thought verse 19 would say, for I know him that he would pray very well, which is great, or worship very well, which is awesome. But he said, for I know him that he will command his children and his household. Household. He said, the reason why I picked him, the reason why I'm blessing him and I'm going to bless him is because I know that he's going to carry out the same flow with his household. Wow. Let me read that, that verse 19 from, uh, I think, um, NIV version, the New International Version, NIV says, For I have chosen him, verse 19, so that he would direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. It looked like the blessings of greatness that God gave to Abraham it was attached to the fact that he has to pass it to the family. He has to direct the family. He has to guide the family. Verse, I mean, uh, let, let me read the uh, message translation, MSG. MSG says, Then God said, Shall I keep back from Abraham what I'm about to do? Abraham is going to become a large and strong nation. You are becoming a large and strong family. God is turning you, your household, my household, into a great institution for his glory. Let me start again, verse 19 from MSG. He says, then God said, shall I keep back from Abraham what I am about to do? Abraham is going to become a large and strong nation. All the nations of the world are going to find themselves blessed through Abraham. Yes, look at this, yes, I have settled on him as the one to train his children and future family to observe God's way of life. Wow. To live kindly and generously and fairly so that God can complete in Abraham what he promised him. This is part of the greatness mandate. Families are involved. Now I began to meditate. I began to look through why is God saying that? 
I thought he just called Abraham and, you know, raised Abraham alone and said, Abraham, no, no, God said to me, I don't waste resources. When I'm going to pour resources on a man, I want to be sure that man can propagate it. So the moment the thing cannot be propagated, the blessing seems to be withdrawn. So you find that what God poured in Abraham, Abraham was able to pass it to Isaac, and then Isaac unto Jacob, on and on unto us today. Do you understand that? Nobody pours out resources in a leaking vessel. God will not bless Abraham, say a lot of things to Abraham, and then when Abraham dies, nobody learns from him. Nobody, nobody picked the lessons from him. Nobody picked the, the same blessing from him. It's like a waste. God will not have to start with another man. God said, I don't waste resources. But I saw that Abraham, what I'm pouring into him is going to go generational. So I can pour a lot. So when God notices that a particular family will not propagate the blessings, my friend, you might be a leaking family. That might not cause the greatness or the blessings to multiply. I hope you are getting it. God will not have to be starting all over with Isaac. Or go and meet Jacob and start all over again. No, that's waste of energy. That's waste of time. All he poured into Abraham... Abraham taught Isaac, Abraham groomed Isaac, his children, and poured it into Jacob, you know, and on and on like that. So a great family is that family that are able to propagate the plans of God. So if you're a parent and you're listening to me, you want to position yourself for greatness, uh, for, 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 for enlargement, then God wants to be sure that the thing I'm training you, will your children pick it? Or he's just wasting his time. Or he's just wasting his... That's why some families in scripture, you notice they seem abandoned. Go and look at Esau's family. It looks like Esau was abandoned because Esau was not even flowing with what Abraham was teaching him. So the moment God sees that all the things he wants to pour inside you is going to just end with you, it's a waste of energy. But if you are ready to propagate it, your household. So God said, for I know him. You know, he says, for I know him. Verse 19, he will command his children and his household after him and shall keep the way of the Lord. So the ways I'm teaching Abraham, he will teach the children. The blessings I'm giving him, he will give to the children. So God said, oh, this thing I'm pouring into this man is not a waste. It's going to go. So God thinks transgenerational. You look at Jesus. Though he wasn't married, but he had a family of the disciples and he poured everything to the disciples. And the Peter, the James, the John, they were able to pour it into another, other vessels. And then you find that the blessings continued. The moment it looks like it's going to end with you, you are not taking responsibility to build your children, to build your household, the blessing will not flow effectively. God thinks transgenerational. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you can understand that even in a natural world. Check any business, any family business all over the world that is being built. They are already thinking, who is going to manage this thing better? So that it doesn't become a waste. They are looking for who are, they, who are we going to hand over this thing to as we grow old. That business magnate is wondering all these efforts for 80 years, for 70 years, will it just go down the drain? They are always looking for like an heir or someone to pass over the fortune of the family to that we multiply the fortune. 
If human beings can think like that, how much more God? So you find that God was ready to invest in Abraham because he knows Abraham will pass it on to his household and to the next generation. There are so many blessings that God has outlined for our generation. I pray that my family and your family will be positioned to receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. So God does not waste resources. He thinks transgenerational. Nobody puts water in a leaking bucket. Just imagine God talk, talking to Abraham, blessing Abraham, and then when Abraham now died, nobody learned from him. Nobody picked anything from him. And then God will now be looking again for another person. Okay, he called, no, 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 no. God is not a waster God. He's looking for those who will propagate the blessing. I pray that our families will be positioned to propagate his blessings in the name of Jesus Christ. Say amen if you are there. So every family in the in Global Impact Church, you are a covenant family. Our children must enlist in the covenant army. Our spouses, our household must be seen as a generational household. All the things that you are learning from God, all the things you are picking from God, see it in terms of your household so that it can multiply in your hands. We don't want to be like Esau that wasted it and it almost ended there. But Jacob propagated it to his children and all began to multiply in Jesus' name. So that is why this month is very important. This month is very important. And I want to, I'll be sharing one or two things that will help us on this path, this path of greatness in our household so that our children pick up this covenant and then pass it on to their own children. When God sees that that family, that lineage, we propagate this covenant, God will pour more, more revelations, more favor, more blessings, knowing that they will multiply. You know, when that man was given five uh, talents and he multiplied it to ten, they gave him more. But the one that was given one and did not multiply, they took it from him. I pray that the blessing that is flowing in your household, in our household, will not stop in the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing will stop it in the name of Jesus Christ. So let's be ready to build great families. And I'm praying for all the singles listening to me. This understanding must be there. Marriage is sacred. God Almighty will lead you to your own spouse, your wife or your husband, as the case may be, and God will help you to build a covenant home. We will not be like Esau. We will not be like Judas. But we will be like Peter. We will be like Jacob that's able to replicate it and propagate it in the name of Jesus. And to those who are newly married, this is where to begin. It is not, thank God for the friendship and the fun in marriage, but thank God much more for the covenant perspective of marriage. That you are a covenant family. God said to Abraham, I, you know, God said, shall I hide from Abraham? That means it, there, there was a kind of friendship with Abraham. There was a strong relationship. But he said, for I know him, he will, he will, he will carry on these things that he's learning. Let's look at some things that will help us walk in that greatness. The first thing is family vision. Family vision. I realized that this is where it starts from. Apparently, when God was talking to Abraham, he was giving him a, a family vision. <laughs> he said, I'll make of you a great nation. Family vision. Every member of this ministry, or you are joining us, you should. And if you're a single man, there's nothing wrong with you crafting your family vision. 
It's amazing that when we start organizations, we start banks, we start businesses, we have a vision for the business. When they ask us, what is the vision for this business? You say, to do this and to do that. We have vision for almost every other thing. But the one that is the driver, family, when you ask people, what is your family vision? People begin to stammer. By the way, I was also stammering like that until God corrected me. Many families don't know where they are going. They love to succeed. They love to be rich, to be healthy. But if you ask, what is the vision of this family? It will shock you that people don't have vision. And I'm glad we have this kind of lockdown. The lockdown is an opportunity for us to... Um, many of these things back on track. I want to challenge every household. Even if you're a single lady or a single guy, develop your family vision. Proverbs 29, verse 18. I hope you are still there. If you are there, say amen. I can't hear your amen. <laughs> All the ladies there, if you're a lady, say amen. Yes, I can hear them. <laughs> All the guys, if you are listening to me this day, say amen. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, all the couples, can you say amen? Okay, and all the singles, let's hear your voice. Now, if you're a single lady or you're a single guy, and you're proud of it. You're not, you're not thinking uh, something is wrong. You're not thinking you are, you're a failure because you're not a failure. It's a season. It will soon pass. Say amen if you're a single guy or a single lady. I can hear all your amens. By faith, okay? So let's read Proverbs 29, verse 18. Um, it says, Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Nothing works where there is no vision. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Okay, so families that don't have vision cannot make it. If you, if you remember the way we all grew up, people just end up anywhere. What vision does is to show where you are going. The question I'm asking you as a family, not you as a man, as a family, where are you going? Where is this family going? Where are you going? Family vision, okay? Good education does not equal family vision. That your children are going to a very good school and they can speak grammar is not equal to vision. We know people that went to good schools and ended up badly. So many people think those things are the, the things that makes for family vision. No, a family vision must be crafted. A statement that shows what that family believes and where you are going. I'll be giving us some bit of details as we continue, okay? Having food in the house, uh, petrol in our generator. For those who are listening outside Nigeria, we have uh, um, electrical power challenges in our, in our nation, so we often use generator alongside the power supply from the government. So we have a lot. We're always buying diesel and petrol to power generators. Having food, having diesel, having generator, having accommodation does not equal to fulfillment of destiny. That is just living. And that's what many people think with that. We are good to go. I want to encourage us to develop our family vision. Every family should endeavor to craft a family vision. This defines where you are heading. It makes all the difference. Wow. That is the turning point for you today. Develop a family vision. What, what do you see ahead? 
And you know, Psalms 127 verse 1 says, Psalms 127 verse 1, uh, I think it's a psalm many of us are familiar with. If you are sleeping, say amen. <laughs> okay, don't sleep on me. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wicked but in vain. So when we say craft a family vision, I'm not talking about just a motivational statement. A statement that partners you and God, that God becomes partner. <laughs> you and God are in partnership. That's why the family vision, as much as possible, should be crafted from scriptures. Because scripture says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. So if, you, if God is not your partner in a family, things can go haywire. But God forbid, in Jesus' name. He said, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman, uh, wicked, but in vain. So we except God is partnered with in our families, we, we, we end up struggling and we might end up failing. So I strongly encourage that the crafting of our vision must be scripture-based. Must be scripture-based. Very important so that you are the, 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 the vision itself is faith-based. The vision itself has God in it. And then that family becomes, you know, God-driven, God-blessed, God God-preserved. God, God Glory to God. Please, before the end of the lockdown, find time. Husband and wife, settle down. You know, if one of your children are a bit older, sit with them, look at the a scripture and craft it. Let me give you an example. Uh, in our family, we were able to uh, craft a family vision from Psalms 112. We, Psalms 112 is a major part of our, our lives. We're trying our best to fulfill the mandate in Psalms 112. So we, we, we looked at Psalm 112, and I'll be, I'll be reading Psalm 112 with us in, in a couple of moments now. So we, 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 we try to craft a vision from Psalms 112, and that, 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 that helps us. So when you are going off the line, you get back online because you know that you have a vision. Let me give us an example, let me read out our family vision uh, just in, in, in a bit. It says, the Yemi David's family, or the David's family, is a family that loves God and delights greatly in, in God's word. We are a blessed, prosperous, and influential family. We are a generous and giving family, so we are never stranded in life. We always know what to do through the light in God's word. The David's lineage is a godly and blessed one. Our lives of influence and greatness will never be forgotten. The David's family is a great family like Abraham, like Isaac, like Esther, like Joseph. That's the summary of the family vision that we have. It's drawn a lot from Psalms 112 and some other inspiration from Scripture. Very simple. You can also craft your own vision. Uh, let it be a family vision. Uh, I want to encourage, because some, some of our men are too, um, so, so isolated that when I say crash, you just go and write something and paste it on the family. No, it's a family vision. Can you collaborate with your wife? If you have a child that is a bit older that can understand, ask your daughter, ask your son. Let, let, let's, let them have their own input. And then you keep fine-tuning it, but come out with a document. It could be five lines. It could be ten lines. And then put it together. 
and then put the scripture that is backing it. It could be two scriptures, one Old Testament, one New Testament, but put relevant scriptures, you know, under it. That thing you are writing, it will shock you that one day, many decades to come, even when, if Christ tarries, grandchildren, great-grandchildren will be talking about that thing you are crafting during this lockdown. Because visions always transcend a generation. Look at Abraham. All the things that God spoke to him, he passed on to Jacob. Now, the present-day Israel still talk about it. But where there is no vision, people end up anywhere. The children end up doing anything, living anyhow, ending up anywhere. So I want to encourage us, I want to, encourage us to draw uh, out a family vision, write it out, type it out. You can put it in part of the family you know, in your homes, maybe in your room, in the, in, the, in, the, in the children's room, in your room, and put it somewhere. Let the Bible says, make it plain that he may run that, read, that reads it. Let it be clear. Print it out. Post it in places where it can be visible. Let everyone in the family from this lockdown begin to internalize it. It will change the trajectory. It will change the course of that family. Where you are going, as far as your eyes can see, you will possess. Let everyone in the family internalize it. There's nothing wrong with having a family meeting where you recite the family vision. This family exists for such and such because script, you know, and let the children after a while be able to quote it that this is a family vision. Make it plain. Make it simple. Make it scriptural. Make it memorable. Remember this about vision. Vision attracts the ingredients to make it happen. Vision attracts the ingredients to make it happen. Vision attracts the ingredients to make it happen. Whatever, whatever you, you are trusting God for through vision, when you have a vision for it, you begin to attract what makes it to come to pass. So it changes everything. As you begin to develop that family vision, you'll be attracting spiritual resources. You'll be attracting covenant relationships. You'll be attracting financial resources. All it takes... For it to happen, we begin to flow in your direction. That is what we are going to be learning a lot today about family vision. Uh, the next thing is about values. I, I, we're going to do that next week Sunday. Core values. Now, it's, it's, it's powerful when people write great visions down, but there is a behavior that makes the vision come to pass. So next, next week Sunday, you don't want to miss that. We're talking about values. When you don't have values, you don't have value. I had, uh, you know, in our Insta Live conference in the last two, three weeks, I remember I had a, a chat with Dr. Sam Adeyemi on values. And uh, maybe you want to watch that on our YouTube page, the church YouTube page or Yemi David's YouTube page, and watch that uh, chat with Dr. Sam Adeyemi on values. When you don't have the right values, you end up anywhere. So we're going to be talking about the core values that families need to write out. What are the, val the values, the core values should drive that vision that you are seeing. It will shock you the value some people have that is driving their family. Let me just give you an example, just a, a, a snippet on what we're going to discuss next. For instance, some parents, it could be the mother or the father, they value material things more than knowledge. It's not written down, but the way they behave you see the mother or the father, they rather spend more money on clothes than buying books. If you ask this woman, oh, you have bought this dress, you have bought this, you have bought this shoe, you're looking beautiful on you, but you ask her in the last six months, how many books have you bought? 
How many books have you read? I grew up knowing families like that, that they, they, there's a value, the value on material things is far higher than knowledge. Now, without knowledge, your future is finished. So those are the things we're going to be discussing because you, you, if you don't have a vision, you just be doing it as you like. You can't be spending more money on clothing, everybody's celebrating the way you dress, and you're not growing upstairs. Values. Some value, some family value reputation more than character. What is reputation? How they see me outside. So they can do anything to make themselves look okay outside. They can lie. They can pretend. They can borrow money anyhow just to have reputation. But other families, they place value on character. Character is more internal, inward looking. Reputation is always outward looking. If you are like that, one day your true character will spoil that reputation that you have been pretending. So we need to craft the right values so that we can shape the future. This is our discourse next week, Sunday, and our children also need to pick those values up now. For instance, in marriage, some individuals place value more on being right than unity. They prefer, some men especially, they prefer to be right. So they like to argue. They don't care if there's fight in the family. They don't care if there's malice in the family as long as they prove that they are right. They place high premium on being right to unity. And God does not bless you for being right in that sense. God blesses a family that's unified. So these are areas that people don't know. So the man is always proving himself, I'm right. He argues with the wife. After the end of the day, he has proven that he's right. But there's no unity in that family. And where there is no unity, there will not be total health. There will not be total blessings. But unity, he said, how, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So these are areas we're going to be looking at next week Sunday because we're building great families. So today, go home, go back and reflect and thank God for the lockdown. Every household, even the singles, should start crafting what vision do you see. You can pick your vision from Esther. You can pick it from Abraham. You can combine, you know, but just come out with a document. Pray about it. It will determine how your generation will turn out. It will determine how your generation will turn out, how your children will turn out, how your grandchildren will turn out. And many of our parents did not have that. That's why many of us turned out originally. Thank God for his mercy. But we must start afresh. We must build with generational thinking mindset. Glory to God. Let me read Psalms 112 as I close today. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. That verse got my attention. It says, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord. So for some family, the fear of God can be one of your core values. He <laughs> said, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delight greatly in his commandments. His seed or his children shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation, you see that? The generation of the upright shall be blessed. I want to build blessed children. I want my grandchildren to be equally, but greatly blessed. If there's a word like that. It says, verse 3 says, Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. Those who are living in this light don't stay in darkness. He says, he's gracious and full of compassion and righteous. 
Verse 5, a good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Evil will not befall those who live in the fear of God. I love that. I really love that. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He has given to the poor. This, this kind of household, they are generous. They bless others. They, they, they honor God's kingdom first because they fear the Lord and they also be a blessing to mankind. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. Ah, oh, wow, this kind of family, they experience God's honor and God's liftings. So the wicked, those who, don't, those who see them making progress, those who see them prospering, that are, that are angry with them, all their anger will end up in nothing. I like that. <laughs> he said, the wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. The desire of the wicked shall perish. So that's where we picked our family vision from amongst other scriptures it's time for you to develop your family vision. Maybe I'll be asking you after the lockdown, what is your family vision? And then we can also pray together over such visions. But let it begin to affect you. Vision is powerful. It begins to redirect your life. It begins to affect everything that concerns you. So I pray that our children will be greater than us. I pray that they will serve God better than we are serving him. I pray that they will multiply the glory that has been released over our lives in the name of Jesus. Watch out for uh, the teachings next week on core values, values, the, the things that help us to drive the vision, things that, are, that, 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 are, that matter, things that should be your priority. Wearing good clothes is not a wrong thing. Uh, good shoes are not a wrong thing. But if you are having good clothes and good shoes and your marriage is going down the hill, you are deceiving yourself. Or you're wearing good clothes, you're wearing good shoes, and you're not growing mentally, you don't study, you're not growing spiritually, then you are deceiving yourself. So we're going to be looking at those core values that will help us drive the vision. At the end of the day, our homes, our households will be distinct, will be, will be unique, and will be great in Jesus' name. Bow your heads. Let us pray this morning.